Hello everyone and welcome to So Mindful Podcast, where we dig into the tips, tricks and topics that will help you have great fun making clothes that make you feel fabulous. I'm your host, Jackie Blakemore of So Much More Fun, and without further ado, let's get into this week's exciting episode. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Here we are already at episode seven of the So Mindful podcast, and I'm having so much fun, and I hope you guys are enjoying it too. In this week's episode, I'm joined once again by the fabulous Amber Allworth to do part two of our discussion around change, this time focusing on tips that can help you understand how you're using your time, and if you want to make changes, some tips and tools to help you do that. So just to check in, on a scale of 1 to 10, how well do you know what you spent your time on last week? Where 10 is, I'm in control of every moment, and 1 is, wow, is that week over already? And as a follow-up question while you think about that, from what you do remember of your week, how was it? Did you spend it doing all the things you love, or did you seem to get pulled into things that you hadn't planned and struggle to get back on track? Well, if you didn't have your most fabulous week ever, then this podcast may be for you. I found this episode really useful personally and listened to it quite a few times in the edit as there were so many helpful tips. I'm not sure about you, but over the recent months, my routine has changed. And full disclosure, I found it really challenging to get into a routine that I'm happy with. Until quite recently, I've allowed myself to start ambling into my day without too much of a plan because due to stuff going on at home, I was constantly getting interrupted or having to change what I planned to do. So I figured, well, what's the point in having a plan? But in starting the podcast, I knew it was an opportunity to reintroduce some structure and some consistency. And so as you'll hear in this episode, there are a few changes that I've made and tools that I've been using that have really helped me. In the show notes, there's a link to the time inventory template tool that Amber has kindly shared with us, because like any journey, we have to know where we're starting from. Her tool also includes how you can work out where you want to go by tapping into what your values are and how to prioritise building them into your week. But as I also have a tendency, maybe like some of you, to be quite self-critical, I also love the advice and almost permission that Amber reminds us of in in our discussion, which is to be patient and supportive of ourselves in our self-talk and to be playful and experimental with new ideas. Now, some of you may be thinking, I thought this podcast was going to be about sewing and here we are at episode seven and still no mention of sewing techniques or tips. But as with many things in life, I found that foundations are the key. If the foundations are strong, then whatever you build on top of them will also be strong. If you haven't created time for yourself and a belief that you deserve time to spend on sewing, then no matter how many sewing tips and tricks you get, you'll never take action because there'll always be someone else or something else taking over your calendar. But as with the other episodes, if you really listen and take action on the tips and advice, you'll find you can apply this to lots of other aspects of your life too. Why wouldn't you want to fill your week with the things that you love? Okay, so if you're still with me and you want to get some juicy tips on how to craft your wonderful week, then strap in and let's roll the tape. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the So Mindful podcast. I'm here today again with the lovely Amber Allworth of All Worth It Life Coaching. And we did an episode in episode six where we talked about uh, making change intentional 
And this week we want to talk about uh, taking that to the next stage, which is now you've decided to make a change. How do you then make time and clear space within your uh, schedule and change your priorities alongside that to help you carry through that change and make sure that that happens? So I'm delighted uh, to say hello to Amber and I'll just get Amber to introduce herself briefly uh, for those that haven't listened to that podcast. But if you haven't, then I definitely recommend it. Go back and listen to episode six. So hi, Amber. It's lovely to see you. Hi, Jackie. It's so good to be back. It was so much fun the last time we chatted that it was like, we have to do this again. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So much. I'm so excited to be back. So tell the listeners a little bit, just, just briefly about kind of how you got set up and what you do, and then we'll, we'll get into the topic. Yeah, I live in the Pacific Northwest, which is actually in the state of Washington in the, in the United States. I am a life coach. And so basically I get to spend my days working with clients through, through groups and also one-on-one calls, just helping them figure out areas that they feel stuck, areas they want to make change in, areas that they want something to look different than it currently looks. And I get to help them make the choices to make change in their life to get where they want to go. So I live with my husband and a puppy. Well, we call her a puppy. She's 13 years old. So <laughs> the puppy days are over and a cat. So I'm really hoping they will not try to make an appearance on the show today. So, <laughs> so we might have some guest appearances. Yeah. <laughs> great, great. Well, yeah, so we had got together after last time and talked about what the kind of next stage for people might be. And I think as we, as we mentioned, from, from my point of view, and in a selfish way, I want people to obviously make space and time to start making their own clothes uh, and enjoy dressmaking. And I'd been trying to think about how I could help people uh, change uh, their lifestyle or change their environment so that they could bring these new habits in and make time to do that. And so when we spoke, we talked about uh, some tips and techniques that we might be able to go through for to help people do that. So, yeah, so that's what we're going to cover today. Uh, so let's get let's kind of get into that a little bit more. So what are the challenges that kind of people face when they're trying to make these kind of changes to kind of bring more time and space into their into their environment yeah they I think that it's easy I mean clearly it's not a one-size-fits-all of obstacles people face but I think sometimes it is they don't know what to do with their schedule to make time for the things that they're they want to incorporate. So if they want to start sewing, they want to start this new hobby, they don't know where or when. And so we don't really use our time super well. <laughs> we don't allocate time for the things that we're passionate about. And we don't even know sometimes what those are. And also, and I, I don't mean to make a generalization here, but I think women are really good at sacrificing the things they're passionate about to prefer the people around them, the people they're taking care of. So it feels selfish to give time to a hobby that may not, it may cost you money. It may not work. It may not be productive, quote unquote. And so it is, it's challenging sometimes to put ourselves on our own schedule of caring for ourselves. You know, like there's the whole self-care mentality. And while there's parts of that that are great, there's also the chance the way that we have to shift our perspective when we look at our, our schedule and our time. And so it's, it's not so, it's not necessarily adding all these things so that we can be more productive or, you know, have a hustle or hustle more. Cause I think that's, that's a cliche term 
in, in the States right now. I don't know if you guys are experiencing that as well, but yeah, like, yeah. you got to get your hustle on, like, do this, do more, do more. Fit and more in, fit more in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There is a limit to what we can do. And yeah. so I think that when we, we get ready to say, I want to start sewing, I want to start this, this hobby. I want to take this class. I want to take this course that immediately are, there are all these little gremlins for our schedule that take our time and we lose time to things that really aren't a priority. So I'd love to, to chat more about, I'm excited to have this conversation to talk about some of those things, those little gremlins. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think that's right. I think um, kind of going back to the first point you're making there, it is that it feels a bit like an indulgence to, to have time yeah. for ourselves and to kind of have a me time, isn't it? It's that, that feeling like it's a, you know, it's a privilege or uh, where actually I think it can really help. It can help you and those around you if you do kind of spend a bit of time on that. Um, Absolutely. And, and yeah, so I think that's, that's a real, that's really valuable kind of observation. So, and I think also picking up on that point around, it's okay to, to say no to some stuff, you know, I think that's, mm-hmm. that's the other thing which, which what you're saying, it's not about keep cramming more and more things in, but it's about deciding on some of those priorities and saying, actually, these are things I really want to do. So that means I know that I'm going to have to take some stuff out of my diary. What, what am I going to take out? So absolutely. So let's have a chat about you. So how can, how can people start to work out, you know, what's serving them best and what things they could maybe start to do less of or deprioritize? Absolutely. That's a great question. I, I think that if you take a look at how you spend your days, I've heard it, I've heard a quote that says that you are the sum of how you spend your days, something to that effect. Like your life is made up of the days that you live and how you spend those. So if we go into our day and it's basically, we don't have a plan for it. It's kind of whatever comes our way. We're just hacking away at these different projects. It's really easy at the end of the day to wonder what did I do today? Like, how did I spend this day? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Where it's like, oh, okay. So I guess that was Tuesday. And so (laughs) it's really helpful to have a plan or to take an inventory. I don't know if you've ever heard of Mint. It's a it's a budgeting app. And so you basically put your bank information into it and then it starts to detail, like it keeps track of everything. And when my husband and I first started using it, I was working in an office full time. And so it was really easy. I had gotten into a habit of stopping for coffee every day, Uh, not every day, but almost every day. And I said something to him at one point, I'm like, that can't be, we're not spending that much every month on coffee. And he's like, well, actually, if you look at Mint, we are. And he wasn't saying it in a judgmental way, but I looked at the number and I was like, oh no, 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 (laughs) that's not good. But in my mind, I had justified that stop where it's like, oh, it's just a couple times a week. Yeah. Over the course of a month, I'm spending what I could have invested in something else or we could yeah. have saved for something. So that was a, a really, it was a good wake up call for me of how am I spending my days? An- another one, I love Apple and I hate Apple for this, but with a recent phone that they did, they, they tell you your screen time and they let you know how many hours oh, a day yeah, average you yeah. spend. Oh my word. That is, oh, that'll get you. Like every Sunday morning I get a report and it'll tell you, oh, you spent this much time playing a game or you spent this much time on, on Instagram or whatever texting. That was the one that surprises me. And so I just had to decide recently, do I want my report to say 
eight hours an average of a day, seven hours, six, five, four, what do I want that average to be? Mm. Because often this is one of the little gremlins, but I'll pick up my phone to look something up. And 20 minutes later, I've scrolled through Instagram and I'm looking at someone that I don't even know who they are. And I'm lost down this trail of comparison, which is a whole other conversation, <laughs> but I've lost time to, to something. I don't get back. Like yeah. I don't get that time back. And so if you take an inventory and you have some intentionality with this is how I want to spend my day, it's really, it's really helpful, which leads to another thought is with the inventory and oh, I, spoiler alert, I have a freebie for your listeners at the end of it. That'll have a lot of this stuff on it that will help wow. them start looking at their time. But uh, with that, sorry, I get really excited. So I, I <laughs> don't want to talk too fast for, <laughs> for the listening ear. <laughs> But if you take time to identify what are your priorities for the day, like what are the non-negotiables that your day has to involve? So if for you, that is caring for your house, caring for a family, caring for your spouse, it's, if that's work, you know, <laughs> you kind of have to show up for that. <laughs> if that is taking care of your body and working in exercise, for me, I, you know, it's time focusing on my faith and calming myself down and spending some time in prayer or meditation, whatever that looks like for you. If those are the non-negotiables, you then build your day around those non-negotiables. And yeah. it's not that every day that you're spending time on your house, like there's some things that have to happen, but if a deep clean is a value of yours, it doesn't happen every day. If it does come, come see me. <laughs> you can hang out here for a while. <laughs> But if you figure out like, this is what's important to me and it doesn't have to be, it could be even more open to every week. Like there will be some chunk of time that I give myself to, to these things. And I think if we can then look at that, that will clarify the time we have because we have more time than we think. Yeah, we really do. We also have more time than we realize because we sometimes have expectations in our head that no one else on the planet has of what we will accomplish with our time. So I plan and scheme a lot of things where it's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we could do this and we could do this? And especially around Christmas time, like last year, I know I had really unrealistic expectations of these gifts that I would give people. And I had this moment where I realized, oh, I was thinking, oh, they're going to be so bummed. Like I didn't do da, 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 da. And then I realized they didn't know they didn't about da, know. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting a gift and they don't know what it could be. They just know what it is. And so I think sometimes with, with, when it comes time to put a, you know, a habit or a hobby into our life, we make these expectations that are so much bigger than what could ever be accomplished. And then it feels like failure if we don't meet it. Yeah. But we didn't fail. Like this was all in our head. Yeah. And so I love the freedom that that brings me. And I think it could bring your listeners where maybe the expectation that you are going to sew an evening gown right out of the gate, not probably reasonable. In an evening. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That too. It's going to take, it's take oh. a little bit more time maybe. Or yeah. 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 And just to show some kindness to yourself of, okay, 
I'm learning this. I'm not going to be great at it. My husband just had to have this conversation with me yesterday where I'm starting something new with my business. I'm really excited about it, but I want to be flawless and I want it to be effortless the first time. And I was, it felt like I was learning how to ride a bike yesterday where it was like, boom, boom. And I was at one point, I felt like a little kid who got up and put her hands on her hips. Like what is going on? And it was just like, you're learning how to do this. Let's, let's show some grace, but let's also allocate the time to learn into your schedule. Because if you think and two hours a week that you're going to learn something new and you're going to produce all of these fun things, it might not be realistic. Yeah. Yeah. And building, like you say, even just building in contingency for stuff. So assume how long it's going to take and then add another 20% because either someone's going to interrupt you or it's not going to go quite to plan or whatever it is just to kind of make a little bit more time um, Mm -hmm. to do that. So, yeah. So we talked about kind of goals and objectives. Have you got any tips around how you can define what is important to you so that you can work out once you've got this list of how you are spending your day, then how you can evaluate whether that is the most effective, you know, the, the best use of your time. Absolutely. I think you, you look at, at the, the roles in life that you play that only you can play. So if you are married, only you can be your husband's or your wife's spouse. Like you're the only person. If you have children, you are the only parent, like you are the only mother or father that, that, that child has. If you are whatever role you play in your job, or whatever you do to make income, you are probably the only person that can play that role. Yeah. And when I think about some of the habits that I want to incorporate, I think through, and I think we talked about this in the last episode, but looking in the future at my 82 year old self and what words or characteristics do I want to be true of her? And so what things do I need to incorporate into my life now to set her up for success? So for me, I realized recently that not taking care of my body had just, it felt indulgent to give time to that when I could be getting other things done. And I realized she might not be able to move if I don't start moving now. And so I need to start moving now to help her. Mm -hmm. And so just making decisions of if it is sewing, she is going to be so thrilled at 82, if she has these skills and she has these abilities and she can make clothes for her grandkids, for, for friends, she can make her wardrobe. Think of the skills 82 year old you is going to have by the practices you're putting in place today. And so that just changes things for me where it's like, okay, what do I want to give time to now to set up her legacy well, so that she, it's not that all my decisions are through that, that lens, (laughs) but when I start to, (laughs) it does help clarify it where it's like, okay, I want to invest in my relationship with my husband right now, because long-term I want to have an enjoyable marriage. So how do I set up us and our eighties for a great marriage by choices we make now? And so I think that that's a helpful way to figure out what are your, what are your values? So what are the things that only you can do and who do you want to become? And so finding kind of the place where those things merge will help you determine what are your priorities. Yeah. And we chatted earlier about, about values before we came onto podcast. And I thought that was really useful in terms of thinking around 
you know, spending a bit of time and just connecting with yourself around what, what it is, you know, how you would define what your values are. And you mentioned, you mentioned about you and your relationship with your husband. And I think that's, that's really useful. Can you just share that as well? Yeah, absolutely. So when we were dating, we listened to a podcast, The Hollis Company. So Rachel and Dave Hollis. Yeah. Yeah. They had released a podcast that talked about relationship values. And so we just had the conversation, like, what do we want to be the five pillars of our relationship? Like the five core values. And so we made that list and it reflects what we believe as people and what we want our relationship to be together. And so an example I was sharing with you is we love, we have done this from the beginning and we love to take adventures, like to just, it's not extreme. I mean, we someday want to travel the world if we ever get this pandemic in line. (laughs) We want to travel, love to come see you someday. (laughs) We would love to be able to go on bigger adventures. But right now we live in a really beautiful corner of the world and we can take quick little trips to see things and my husband loves to take pictures. And so that's something we love and we want to make time for. So an example being this week, we're going to take a mini adventure, a day trip, packing our lunch so that we can stay as safe as possible and not get anyone else sick. And so we're going to go on a mini adventure. And I jokingly told you, I have probably 20, 30 things I could do on Friday, but one of our core values is that we adventure and we have fun. And so that answers the question of what I'm doing. Now, do we, do we take adventures every week, every day? No, we can't do that. But seasonally and as often as possible, that is a core value. And so if you are looking at your, your diary or your calendar and you're realizing, huh, it's been a while since I've done this and I've identified this as a core value of mine, I need to make time for that. So Mm. that's something that's really helpful for me. I want to actually get our values framed and put it in our bedroom so that we can see it regularly because it's like, these are the things that help us make decisions because it's also really clarifying. We talked earlier about if you say yes to something, you have to say no to something Mm. else. And there's actually a book by an author, Lisa Turkhurst is her name. And the, the book title is about the best, your best. Yes. And it's more from a perspective of it's, there's a part of it that's a perspective of faith, but it's really helpful in your life because basically what she says is everything you say yes to, there's something you're saying no to. But when you say yes to something that's not the best choice for you, you're going to say no to the best choice for you that's going to come along because you're not going to have the bandwidth to say yes to the best thing. Mm. And so that is super helpful because realizing when I said yes to you to interview today with you up for this podcast, I said no to a couple other things, but it was an easy answer where it's like, this is the best use of my time right now. So we're going to go for it and we're going to prepare for it and we're going to have a conversation. So it really helps for me where the expectation is I want to, to start this new hab- this new hobby. I want to sew my clothes. For me right now, there's a couple quilts that I want to make. (laughs) What can I do to make some time for that? And to, to say yes to this, I'm going to have to say no to something else. And maybe it's just a no to an expectation I have in my head, but the best use of my time is to say yes to this chunk of time for myself. Yeah, I agree. 
And I think the, the other kind of just taking that onto the next step is that it's not necessarily about thinking I've got to create all the time now to even get something finished. It's just about creating just the time for the next step maybe. So like with your quilts or with getting started, it's, it's if I, if I have 30 minutes of time, how can I use that effectively to move me a little bit further forward, even if it doesn't mean that I'm going to get it finished because then you can just keep making those small choices and those small steps, can't you, to, to get you closer each time to achieving those, those new kind of goals and making, making a little bit of space for each aspect or each value that you are, that you want to incorporate in your life. Absolutely. And we often, mm-hmm. we, despise small beginnings. I think there's a quote somewhere that don't despise the small beginnings because we think in our mind, it has to be grand. It has to be big. It has to be impactful. And the difference over time, you know, for me, if we go back to the making healthy choices, like trying to move more for my body, it started with, okay, I'm going tomorrow. I am going to take a 30 minute walk today. I'm going to take a 30 minute walk. It's not like every day of my life, like making some promise to myself that for the rest of my life, every day I will do this. Come on. like That's not going to work. But for today, I'm going to do it. So for a couple of weeks, you know, three or four mornings a week, I'm out there taking a walk and it feels so great. And it sets me up really well because I've learned, I really like that high of that activity ring on my watch is it's, it's movement and it's full by, you know, eight o'clock in the morning. And that's just like, okay, I accomplished this priority for my life today. And then I'm going to start on the rest of the things for the day. And I don't have to worry about making time for it because it's already there. Yeah. Um, that would be another little tidbit. I have a lot of thoughts. Sorry if it's too much to process. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. But I think if we, if you, once you do the time inventory and once you kind of figure out what it is, where your time's going, you make your values, then we make a schedule. And so I heard this idea recently and I think it's brilliant and I'll try to remember where I heard it. I think it was on another podcast, but that you take your week and you put it into chunks. So you have Monday through Friday, or, you know, you could do Sunday through Saturday, whatever you want to divide your week up. And it's chunks of morning, afternoon, and evening. And so you figure out what are the things that you want to fill your schedule with, and you just do it in those chunks. So Mm. if you took your week and you went hour by hour or half hour by half hour, that would get overwhelming. And things like you said, always come up. It's inevitable that something will will arrive that you didn't know. Uh, For me the other day, it was a call from someone who has a really busy season and she had 30 minutes. And so we chatted and that cut into some other time that I had allocated, but that was what I needed to do for that period of time. So when I look at it as chunks of, okay, for, you know, what am I going to be doing Monday morning hours? And I get that set that then frees my mind up to know I have allocated time for this hobby. I have allocated time for this project. So when you're in the middle of something else, your mind isn't spinning, trying to figure out when you're going to make time for it. You've already set the time. It's already there. And so that to me allows me to free myself up that, okay, I can right now focus on my job. I can right now focus on this conversation because I know I have time to get all my other tasks done and I have a plan for it. Mm. And that sense of empowerment sometimes is all you need <laughs> to, yeah. 
to get something done. Yeah. Because there's time for the other things. Yeah. And I think as well, the planning in advance is, it can't be underestimated either that because the energy to, to think about, I find when I get up in the morning, if I haven't already decided what I'm going to do that day, it's quite, it's quite a lot of energy to work that out. Whereas if I sit on a Sunday evening, say, and I just kind of plan out roughly what I think I'm going to do that week. And, and like you say, it's important to put in the things that are related to your values probably first because then you can fit everything else around them mm-hmm. um, whereas if you start the other way around then you're just constantly trying to cram the things from your values into the the little kind of nooks and crannies of time that you have left or that or they just don't happen and I think when you if you can kind of come out with a rough plan at the beginning of each week and then as you get up in the morning you've already done you've already done the legwork you've already done the hard work so you've just kind of got to run through and and, and do it rather than be thinking about okay well what was on the list and what do I have to do and just get up mm-hmm. and, and go don't you so yeah and if it doesn't work it's yours you're the boss of it change it yeah. that's that's the that's such a freeing thought for me where it's like here's what was my plan that was a really great idea and I did the best that I could with the information that I had realized that doesn't work for me so I'm the boss of my schedule for the most part I mean there's some things we're not the boss of with our schedule, but I can adjust this and I can make, make a a switch (laughs) and I can pivot my schedule to make it work for me. And so there's, there's so much more freedom in that than I think a lot of us think through, well, that didn't work. So I'm just going to throw it out and that's not, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. And rather than thinking of it as a failure, just, just pay attention to it and just spot, why well okay so what happened you know it's not there's no right or wrong is there something you mm-hmm. had a plan that plan didn't happen or it did happen you know what got in the way and can you use that information kind of in the future when you're planning stuff is it that oh you hadn't accounted for x or y and can you remember to do that in the future i suppose yeah because if you okay first of all let's congratulate you that you tried it like yeah. that's a that's a huge win yay you, you gave it a go yeah yeah absolutely that's fantastic if it didn't work guess what you learned something from it not working yeah and you you are going to pivot and you're going to try something different and if that doesn't work you you're still acquiring knowledge that you can use to make it better for the future so there's no loss in that that's all a win because the alternate is you could just every day approach it like what's coming my way and allow your day to run you or you can run your day and so there will always be things we don't anticipate there will be pandemics, there will be <laughs> emergencies, there will be surprises, there will be seasons. Like that's a whole conversation in of itself for different seasons of your life. It's not realistic to allocate time that you want to allocate to a, a project, to a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. But there are other seasons that we miss the boat because we don't allocate the time. So, you know, just taking more control over your schedule, I think is, is a huge win and would be a great way for your listeners to, to start actually sewing. (laughs) Yes. That's it. Make the time. So, yeah. So I was just um, thinking about some tools that people can use as well. So one of the things that I've been using recently is uh, a tool called uh, Pomodoro. Have you heard of that? I haven't. What is it? No. So, so Pomodoro is basically a technique where you have a timer that you set for say 25 minutes and then you, you do, you set, you set out what you want to do for your 25 minutes and you switch off all your distractions and you just focus on that for the 25 minutes. 
and then when the timer goes off i'll put a link for there there's like a little thing that you can download for your for your laptop or you can just set a timer on your phone but at the end of the 25 minutes then you take five minutes out and you just either get up and go for a walk or go and do something else and then come back and you can do that as many cycles as you want maybe three cycles and then after three i think it says you should go for 15 minutes somewhere and do something so you kind of have a natural break and since doing it i've realized that actually when i sit for a long period of time doing something it it does you sort of lose track you know you mentioned about being on your phone sometimes before we realize it 20 minutes an hour 30 minutes is gone and and what this does is it just keeps you checking in every 25 minutes to get up and go and do something else and it kind of also refreshes your you know your kind of conscious and kind of gives you a different frame of reference just re-energizes you and so that can be quite useful firstly to pay attention to how long how long things really take because mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I've not really um, been very good at <laughs> guessing but also when you come back to the task after just and I literally just been getting up go down the stairs maybe just rinse out a cup and then come back up or whatever it is and then when you come to sit down again you just have that um, renewed energy uh, and focus so that's that's I found that really useful and the reason yeah and the reason for doing that was because somebody had mentioned to me about Parkinson's law which is that the tasks will expand to fill the time available and so if you don't set a boundary on your time Mm. then you'll just carry on faffing about with it if you're anything like me you'll just carry on faffing about with it whereas again what I found is if I know I've got 25 minutes then I'll perhaps just pick a couple of things and I'll really get those finished rather than just milling around and not really you know not really getting anything sorted so so yeah so I just wanted to kind of pick up on a couple of those things as well as as techniques that people could use just to pay a little bit more attention to time absolutely with that that reminds me of something I sometimes do it's not, it's similar to that technique, but I will set 30 minutes on my, my clock or my timer for house, house tasks, Mm -hmm. like unloading the dishwasher, running a load of clothes, vacuuming or picking up. And it's just, it's kind of this fun, you trick your brain into this is a game. And it's like, how much can I get done in 30 minutes? Because when you say I need to clean the house, well, I imagined a half a day of deep cleaning and all the things that are involved with that. But if I take it from the perspective of I've got 30 minutes that I'm giving to this house and 30 minutes is more than enough time unless it's a complete, and I understand with little kids, it might look like a tornado took over. But if you get them in on the fun with you and it's 30 minute game and you're just doing it, it was really amazing how much you can accomplish because you have an end time where it's not going to be forever you're cleaning your house. And I don't know if you're like me, but I start unloading and reloading the dishwasher. And then all of a sudden I'm realizing that the pantry needs to be straightened and I'm seeing all these little tasks that were not in my plan. But if I know, okay, this, I've got 30 minutes, I'm going to straighten this cabinet drawer Mm. or these, this set of cabinets that gives me space where I feel like I actually did something towards that goal, but I also can't get distracted by other things. And so man, our houses can suck up the time because it's just like, there's little things that we always want to improve or to clean up or to address. Yeah. Maybe it's just me, but <laughs> if I give it a time frame, if it's like, you know, you stick in this little zone, then I know, okay, I've, I've given time to it today, but it, it kind of puts a fence around it. So it doesn't escape into other parts of your, your plan. 
Yeah, and I think boundaries boundaries are really helpful. I think, like you say, it's a case of did I do something towards it? Yes, then you know, then that's that's a win, isn't it? So I think that's really really valuable, and definitely the the capping of the time. Time's an illusion anyway, really. I think, but but in terms of uh, setting some limits, then we do we do focus more, and I think we can get more done um, when we when we do that. So so yeah, mm-hmm. really useful. Yeah. But I would also just encourage your, your listeners to have a day where you don't have a plan. Like yeah. we take one day a week that is our day off, both my husband and I, and it is a day about the things we want to do, relaxing, eating good food, no agenda. And I stop myself from doing any, we actually were doing this on Sunday and I said, I don't feel like loading the dishwasher today. That feels like work to me. And my husband was like, well, then let's not do it. And so we (laughs) didn't load the dishwasher and it felt luxurious, but it was also just this, okay, today is about resting and refilling ourselves because it's not that we want to turn ourselves into productivity machines. No, because your life is more than about just getting things done. But if you have space where it's like today, I'm going to get out in nature. I'm going to weed the garden. I'm going to actually, I need to go get some tomatoes off of my plant. Um, I'm also, you know, I'm going to make time to just sit and stare and think and, and allow space for my brain to just rest every day. Those types of things you can't, you can't sacrifice those for getting things done. But if we put a few practices in place to manage our, our day and our time, it will feel more relaxed, which helps you embrace and appreciate those moments mm. far more than I think we would if we were just rushing and handling what the day threw at us with, with no um, real plan of, of what we were going to get done that day. Yeah. And I think that goes back to kind of what you mentioned at the beginning of kind of this pressure to feel like we've got to keep cramming things in and, and pushing ourselves to keep get, getting more done. And, and have you got any tips, Amber, around, because there are some sort of feelings of guilt around some of those things. I know I've spoken to friends of mine who've said that if they're not doing anything, then they feel they have to shut the curtains because they don't want anyone to see that they're not doing anything. Do you know, it's that kind of, I don't want to be seen to not be out there in the hustle and the bustle of the world. And so have you got any kind of suggestions about how we can maybe change our beliefs or overcome those, those sort of manage those feelings of guilt that might come with just that time sitting, staring out the window? Because I, like you, I believe that those things are really valuable. And that's when you sometimes get your greatest insights and make your biggest shifts and do some of those things that are the most important. So mm-hmm. But we're not really, society today doesn't really encourage that, does it? It kind of mm-hmm. encourages us to be, like you say, like, like little machines kind of off doing something all the time. And that's not, that's yeah. not really how we're meant to, I don't think that's how we're meant to be, but that's, that's not true. at all. I, two thoughts come to mind. First of all, where are those messages coming from mm. and where is that pressure coming from? And I think a lot of times it comes from, and this is a whole thing, but social media, because you see people with these pictures that are put together. And I thought about this recently because my husband took some headshots for me and we put it out there. What people do not realize with that headshot is I spent far longer on my makeup than I normally do. I put a lot of thought into what I was wearing and he has these wonderful tools that cleared up my skin that thinned me out. And I put this picture out there and then all of a sudden I realized I'm like, I'm just projecting something that's not realistic. Like 
I realize it's a luxury to have Photoshop to fix the things that I don't like about the way that I look, Mm -hmm. not all the things, but some of them. And, but I realize how many times we don't put the pictures out that are, are imperfect. So we put out, you know, we're seeing people's perfect reel. And I know that we know this, but man, it's easy to forget when you start looking at it. And so then you think everyone else is super productive and everyone else has these Pinterest level parties for their kids and these meals that are just like, if you can't take a picture of it, then was it really a quality <laughs> meal? Yeah. Come on. That's not real life. And Did that you have fun? It. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you had fun making it, then go for it. But if it's craft macaroni and cheese, you still fed your children. Like, you know, like, let's just live with, let's just accept that. and Celebrate be like, all those things. That's right. Yeah. So I think, A, you've got to figure out where is that message coming from and maybe silence it. You know, for me, I've realized there's some stuff I don't need to fill my head with on social media and I can just take a break. Like mm. we aren't its slave. It works for us. We don't work for it. And so we can say, mm, I'm not going to put my... I'm not going to put that in my head because it's not serving me. And it's not to say that we disconnect from people because it stirs a feeling up in us, but to say for this season of time, I'm going to walk away from that and to figure out what is, what is us and what we want to accomplish and what is a good push within us to get some things done and what is unhealthy guilt that's, that's feeding into us that says you can't, you don't deserve taking time for yourself and you don't deserve to take time to just sit and stare out the window. Mm. But another, the other tip that I would give is step outside yourself and pretend like you are your own friend. So we're friends. How would I talk to you if you said, you know, Amber, I just yesterday was having a day where I needed to sit and I got a cup of coffee and I went out on the patio and I sat and I just thought for like 15, 20 minutes and I came back in and I got to my projects. I didn't get as much done as I thought that I wanted to, you know, that I thought that I would, but then I loaded the dishwasher. And if you told me your day, how would I respond to you? <laughs> I am not going to say, what in the world did you do? Why did you take 20 minutes to sit with a cup of coffee on the patio? What were you thinking? Yeah. Like, as a friend, I would never say that to you. But what do I say to myself when I do it? Like, you idiot, you just wasted 20 minutes sitting out here. If you look at it from that perspective, that's not helpful and that's not accurate, but we allow ourselves to just on repeat, say things to ourselves that we would never say to another friend. And so I think that that the voices that are telling us what our life should look like, and then the unkind conversations we have with ourselves, they don't, they don't serve us. And Mm -hmm. so why not? make them be a little bit more quiet (laughs) (laughs) yeah put them out in the garden maybe Yes. (laughs) when you go out to sit with your cup of coffee on the patio just leave it out there yeah (laughs) fantastic well I think that's um for me that they're kind of the main things that I wanted to to cover is there anything else any kind of other tips or any other aspects of it that you think might be useful for the listeners Amber I think just to experiment with it for some people, you you know, like when you do the inventory and I'll give it to all your listeners, print it out on paper if that's helpful for you. Like I am a paper and pen kind of girl. If you saw right now on my desk, I have post-it notes galore with little notes and I love it. But I also, I have an electronic 
an electronic calendar and planning as well. So I always pivot. And for some seasons, a paper calendar works for me. For other seasons, it doesn't. But what I did when I was trying to start implementing a schedule for myself is I designed it in a computer program that I have with a pen so that I could sketch it out and made it fun colors and every different category had a different color. And that was fun for me. For some yeah. of you, that might like cause your armpits to sweat. Like, oh my word, no, 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 no. <laughs> so that may but, not work. Yeah, but I think it's important though, like you say, I think I think you should want to look at it. If it's if you find that looking at your diary is a chore or painful or you know uncomfortable then some then even that itself probably needs to change like you say make it less formal or make it more colorful or mm. have some have some fun things stick some nice pictures on it you know something that yeah. makes it fun to have a look at and so that you want to pay attention to it and you you, you kind of want to look at it I think that's that's quite important in terms of if the feelings that it stirs up when you go to look at it is oh like it's a drudge or it's a chore or whatever, then that probably isn't going to, that tool isn't going to serve you, is it? Mm -mm, no. And I mean, have a conversation with a friend where it's like, what, you know, what, what works for you? Here's what's working for me. And you get tips of, oh, I didn't know about that technique. Oh, I never knew that that program existed. There's so many tips and tricks out there for managing your schedule. Go on Pinterest, look at it, but don't, don't get so locked into this is the right way to do it. I yeah. have to do it this way or spending hours researching it, just start, sketch it on a post-it note, put, you know, there's, you can get three by five cards, blank ones, and write the days of the week, and then put a card for all the different things, and then move it around, and take pictures of it, and put it on a wall, or, you know, use some fun washi tape, and, you mm -hmm. know, tape it onto your, your closet door, and so just have some fun with figuring out what works for you, and if it doesn't, let's reevaluate. If it doesn't work in the next season, you know, let's do something different. And that's one of the things I love about what I get to do is to just talk with people about the things that they want to change because there's so much more available to us than we limit ourselves to think that we can accomplish with our day and with our life and with our dreams. And so mm -hmm. I can't wait to see the clothes that your listeners make when they just start sewing. Yeah. Just, just give it a go. And yeah. so in the inventory, Amber, I forgot to ask you, what's the structure of that? What do people fill out? What does that give them? Yeah, they can, they can print out the PDF and what it will do is we kind of do an inventory of currently, what does your schedule look like? And so just have you spend some time thinking through the last week, or you can take it into the week ahead. And so you can start to write down, here's how I spent my day. So at the end of it, it'll be really simple to look back. Here's what I did today. And then there's a spot where we can write down our, our values to say, these are the top five things that I want to be true about my days. Mm -hmm. So again, it's not every day has these five things. It could be it, it's your inventory, do what you want, but <laughs> it's over the course of my life in a month, I want these five things to appear on my, my schedule. And so then it helps you plan. And so once we get through that, there's another section that is moving forward. So it, it will do more the big bucket kind of the section. So morning, afternoon, evening, mm. so that you can then plan like in my mornings, they will include this. So what does it look like? An example being this morning, we are, well, we're chatting right now and it's 830 in the morning for me. That meant I had to move back, move up some of the things on my schedule that I want to accomplish in the morning, I had to get up earlier to make it happen. 
but it still did. So here we are. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, so yeah, so we'll include a link for that so people can get that from the uh, show notes. And you, at the time that this goes out, I think you'll be in your program, won't you, for, for your coaching? The boot camp, yep. Yeah. But we'll, so, we'll do it again uh, in a few months, probably after the holidays <laughs> calm down a bit. Yeah, and so that's taking an activity that you want to, a goal that you want to, to do and come up with some deadlines and get it done really that's what that program's about isn't it so we'll keep the listeners up to date as to when the next one of those is going to be but also I'll catch up with you as well at the end of your program and just see how that went we can give people some feedback on on that as well yeah so great Uh, so if people want to work with you directly Amber what's the best way to get hold of you yeah allworthitcoaching.com is where all things that have to do with my business reside. And so uh, that would be a great way to connect with me because it has links to social media. And also when trying to link a lot of things there so that if you want to take a break from social media, you can still keep up with what's happening. Um, yeah, having said business. all of that now, now, now I'm just going to spend some time. <laughs> yeah, <on social> media. <laughs> that is the odd part about having a business where it's like, I have to have social media, but it's also sometimes not my best friend. Yeah. So anyhow, a lot of things will be on the website. I'm actually getting ready to launch my own podcast, which I'm really excited about Ooh. just talking about change. And so all of that will be on my on my website, but I actually even have a special link for your listeners that is their own, you have your own page inside my website. So you're so great. You're so great. (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. Okay. So we'll put all those details in the notes. Thanks again for, for your time. I know you're super busy, Amber, and I do appreciate you taking the time out to speak to everybody. So thank you so much for that. And uh, I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Sounds good. I can't wait. Well, there you have it, folks. I certainly got a lot from talking to Amber and I've already started working on identifying the values that I want to make time for in my life. I'm also now planning my week, picking out one key outcome that I want to achieve in each chunk of my day. And rather than feeling overwhelmed by my task list, I'm now feeling a sense of accomplishment and relief. So as always, I'd love to know if you had any big ahas from the episode, if you plan to apply the changes that Amber suggested, or if you already do something fabulous to manage your time, then I'd love to know. And I'd really love to share that with all our other listeners. You can email me at hello at so much more or join the So Much More Fun Facebook group to share your thoughts. Thank you so much for listening. I've really loved sharing today's topic with you and I know it's going to make some changes to my life. So until next time, you are doing great. Just keep breathing and having fun. <laughs>